Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Sorry, we're having technical difficulties. Not sure what happened. You were kicked out. I'm trying to get into the chat right now, and I have to get my caller to call back in. All right. My laptop's about to go. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm waiting for my chat to load. Something is really wrong with this laptop, not to mention it's like ancient history. I definitely need a new one. It'll be just a moment. Thank you for your patience. I have some awesome stuff to share, and it's been a very pressed day, so I have to get to it. Okay. Come on. It's still trying to load. It's horrible. Because it's retrieving. Okay. Some things are showing up. Let's get this back out. Yeah. Stupid, stupid, stupid laptop. Okay, there you are. Can you hear me now? All right, so this is awesome. Two most important people. Hello, everyone. Let's try this again. Can you hear me? Please let me know if you can hear me before we get started. 
It's been a very pressed day, and I want to get this stuff to you. Can you hear me, Susie? Okay, awesome. Bessie, can you hear me? I don't know if you can hear me or not. Okay, we're going to see if you can hear. And to those who are not in the chat and just listening, hello to you. Welcome to the Kaylisha Show. I tried to attempt to get this on, my computer can't handle more than one task at a time today. So we won't have the, quite the following today. Yeah, that's Wesley. All right, and he can hear. Sweet. Let's get it rolling. Okay. So, how was everybody's 4th of July? Hard to see. Accidentally got too intoxicated on the 3rd instead of the 4th. So, the the 4th was really difficult. I was probably throwing up till 1030 in the morning. It was horrible. So, needless to say, I had people over that day which it was good for me. It was really, really hard to get motivated. <laughs> so it's everybody knows that it's Shark Week, and who's down with the Shark Week stuff? Well, I have some interesting facts about sharks. Some of these you may or may not know, but the cookie-cutter shark takes ice cream scoop-shaped bites. Like it's bites, but like ice cream shapes. And they've been known to bite holes into materials used by the U.S. Navy submarines, which warranted a switch to bite-proof coating. So they have some pretty sharp teeth. Most female sharks have much thicker skin than males because male sharks often you know, stop biting so hard because they rare their teeth down. The Greenland shark is the slowest-moving fish in history, but reindeer, polar bears, and extremely fat seals have been found in its stomach. Weird. I mean reindeer. I'm not really sure why they put reindeer. Maybe they meant to put deer. Lantern sharks change to match the amount of light in the water so they don't create a shadow. Lantern sharks. Have you ever heard of that? That? Speaking like a Texan. Hammerhead shark babies actually have soft heads when they're born, which that kind of makes sense because we're born with soft skulls for a reason. My goodness. Sharks don't have any bones. Tiger sharks eat each other in the womb. Playing dead can help you survive a shark attack. Now, if you guys are brave enough to play dead during a shark attack, let me know if that works because I'm not sure I can be calm enough for that to work. So, whale sharks can give birth to several hundred pups in one litter. Better than than us, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Sharks are endangered species because they're one of the lowest species reproduce. And for a pregnant shark can range from five There are at least 350 species and new species are discovered all of the time. And I didn't know that. I'm thinking maybe there's like three or four. I need to dip into a history book somewhere with a shark history. Um, because I, I didn't realize there was that many. 
I mean, I knew that it was probably a handful, but I didn't realize. 350 different shark species, and there's more and more they're finding out every day. It's crazy. Sharks respond to a special sound that interferes out And speaking of that, she's all right. So, they're constantly, why don't we have teeth like We need to wear off their teeth after, have they taken a big chunk of stuff? Or just a naturally produced thing. I don't know. But I wish that we could have that. That'd be awesome. Nurse sharks are extremely lazy. They actually spend most of their time resting on the sea floor and they stack up most of the time. Some sharks don't even acknowledge, sh- or sorry, some don't even acknowledge Shark Week, and some go a bit too far. Uh, I I have to admit I like watching it, but I don't revolve my life around it. Now here are some examples of people that do revolve around Shark Week. A wiener dog. This one this one couple had their wiener dog in a bath as the shark. They were taking pictures for Shark Week. It was a winner that just wants a girl. He says, I just want a girl to watch Shark Week with. <laughs> That's all I wanted. Another guy with a tiny shark, Finn Mohawk. And it was, he had his hair shaved a little bit on the sides, and then he had this fin as a mohawk. It was, it was small, so it wasn't really, really big, but you could see it. Um, and there's those people who go to Starbucks and the Shark Week fanatics are requesting to have Sharky written on their cups. There's these parents of a teen boy who canceled all of his plans to stay home and watch Shark Week and not happy. <laughs> those, how about those girls on Twitter stating Shark Week could be a reason that they're on their period? Yes. Everything revolves around you, honey. I tell you. The group of people that just one of those, five or six of them, dressed in these big shark onesies. And it was pretty cute, I have to say. How about the woman who made the very graphic shark cake with blood and fingers? It was a, a whole cake of a shark, and she put, you know, the red, quote, blood around its mouth on the scrapped in foil. And then she had, she made some fingers that were also bloody. Pretty cool, pretty creative. How about this tweet? So if I throw myself into the ocean and get bitten by a shark for science, I can be featured. So what are you saying that if you were to get jump in the ocean, you would want to do that? Do you want to do that? I hope. I just really hope not. Or if that's stupid, I really hope he just tears your head off. We don't know. We One even went so far as to deck out their bathroom and then under the ocean sea, completely painted it, banded, like their uh, medicine cabinet had the little round kind of submarine-ish looking window painted, and then on the side wall was a painted shark, and it was all under the sea. And they did that for Shark Week, and I hope they don't paint over it after Shark Week is over, because that looked like it was a lot of work. Um, a girl, this girl was dressed in for cosplay, and she was, it looked like she was completely nude. Obviously, it was silicone or something covering her from her boobs down. You can see her legs, it looked like a, a tail, a shark's tail. And then her hips was the shark fin. So she looked really, 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 
that that was her way of expressing her love for Shark Week. So I've seen pictures of those carrying shark toys within the school and to work, um, taking selfies in the mirror at school and work. Sharks on her dashboard. This one girl had sharks covered her dashboard with sharks. This one girl on Instagram with she had shark slippers on. She had a shark hat and stuffed sharks she was carrying all in her arms, just falling out of her arms. Um, the the shark t-shirt collector. Now, he had at least 16 shirts, but 16 or more shirts, and he had about two, three pairs in the picture of shark pants to go with any of the shark shirts he chose. Now, the t- tattoo shop that has a picture up, this is great, and these words are written next to it. It's a picture of a uh, unicorn with shark arms. Okay, and it says, we specialize in tattoos of unicorns with sharks as arms. <laughs> I seriously, I can, I'm going to put some of the stuff that I'm talking about, I'm going to put on Facebook and the ones that are listening will know exactly what I'm talking about. The other ones will just have to be like, hmm, what's that? Um, so I'll post that because it's actually a really great picture. It made me laugh. So there's also pictures of fans wearing fin hats. And they've been walking around everywhere they go. And last but not least, the fans that got their own Shark Inc. actual tattoos of sharks on their body. So there's a trio. And speaking of, okay, before we get on to this next subject, Susie says seven people have been attacked in North and South Carolina last week. Oh, that's not good. Well, it's all this water, this strange weather. I'm I'm going to be surprised. I was talking to some friends last week couple weekends ago about not being surprised to find things that aren't supposed to be in lakes in the lakes. Um, things are just flooding and things are going into each other. So we're going to find the strangest things in, in bodies of water, whether it be the ocean, different creatures that have never been in the ocean. Watch, there'll be alligators in the ocean and there'll be sharks in the lakes. So don't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be. Well, there's a trio of, this is a really hard word for me to say, and I've been practicing. Pacific typhoons intensify, creep closer to China and Japan. A trio of intensifying tropical cyclones is itching, itching, inching closer to China, Taiwan, and southwest Japan. And that's as of yesterday afternoon, Eastern time, somewhere early afternoon. These storms, the strongest of which, Typhoon Nanka, is on the cusp of a super typhoon status. And they're spinning towards Southeast Asia right now with at least one of them raising concerns with the Japanese island of Okinawa. So the trio of tropical trouble was forecasted by computer models a week in advance, though the same models are having trouble anticipating shifts in each storm's track and intensity. Well, Chan Hom is a formidable storm, form, formidable storm, excuse me, that's the equivalent of Category 3 hurricane. And its forecast is the pass near the island of Okinawa Okinawa on Thursday night tonight or early in the morning tomorrow and it may pass well to the north of Taiwan by tomorrow night before making landfall in China near the city of Wenzhou and Zhejiang. You have to excuse me, I don't live in China. Providence and that will happen on Saturday. Now depending on how strong Chan Hom is when it makes landfall and exact track that it takes the storm could pose a significant flooding threat in both Wenzhou and Shang, 
Shanghai in a massive coastal city. About 14 million people are there. Now, most of Shanghai is located less than 10 feet above sea level, making it acceptable to storm surge flooding, as well as flooding from heavy rainfall. So you can only imagine what kind of flooding they're going to get there. Now, the recurving typhoon together and the storm behind it, typhoon, can help energize the jet stream across the North Pacific, reconfiguring weather patterns as far as Alaska, Canada, and the U.S. in about one or two weeks. So watch out for that. Typhoon Nanka. Now, following close behind Typhoon Chanhom is Typhoon Nanka, which is, as of yesterday, it was a 130-mile-per-hour storm, which makes it the equivalent of a Category 4 storm. And it may continue intensifying during the next 24 hours, possibly peaking at super typhoon intensity. Now, Typhoon Nanka does not appear to be a threat to China or Taiwan, but it could possibly be um, threatened parts of Japan by next week. Tropical storm Linfa, for example, intensified in near typhoon status unexpectedly with sustained winds of at least 70 miles per hour as it made its way to the distinctive track to the southwest, making landfall late Wednesday. So that's what they were predicting. Now, I checked about three, three and a half hours ago on tropical storm Linfa, and it was making landfall in southeastern China early today is what they were saying. And NASA's aqua satellite passed over the storm. Linfa is now paralleling the coast in a southwesterly direction. So much love and prayers to, sent to, from everyone over here to everyone being affected by these nasty storms or if you have a loved one. We are praying for you. We are sending positive, loving vibes. Canada and Alaska fires have been going have just been out of control. Now, I'm not sure where in Alaska, and I'm not even really sure of all where in Canada, but I do know that their smoke is affecting us. And we're about 11 hours from the southwest, most southwest town in Canada, and that's not where the storms are. So I can only imagine where the smoke is coming from. I literally called the cops two days ago, to call the sheriff's department and say, I am seeing smoke and I smell it so heavily. Can you just make sure everything's okay? And so the sheriff's department didn't even know about it. And they sent cops out and looked around and didn't hear anything. And I posted something on Facebook and all my friends were like, yeah, that's, that's from Canada and Alaska. Well, they were saying Canada fires, but it's also Alaska fires. And, and, and all I could think about is no way could it be that low that thick and that strong coming from Canada. I've, in my 35 years of existence, have never heard of nor ever seen anything like that from any other country or nor state. Not even a state over fire has come into our state. It's crazy. All these things are happening, and they're happening strong, and they're happening at once. Susie says it was close to the shore. Three or four people lost their limbs, one each. That's yeah, that's awful. You know, I know that when I used to swim out by Cape Cod, they would watch for sharks the best they could. I know it's impossible to to spot every shark in the ocean and be like, hey, there's a shark. But usually they let you know when when one is is good distance. I mean, it's even a really, really safe distance, but they don't let you swim. You know, they don't let you near. So I'm really surprised that... People are getting hurt. Uh, 
all prayers go out to everyone that's been affected by this. And the floods in Texas and floods in Oklahoma, it's it's crazy. Like this year's not even done, and and we just had very strange weather. It's been very cool this year. I haven't even brought my kids a pass to the pool because we've only had, honestly, maybe 10 days of hot weather this summer. If we're lucky, we've had maybe 10, maybe 10 hot days, maybe less. I'm thinking less. And usually we're so just heavy with humidity. It's so hot, at least 110, 115. Like today was pretty humid. Most humid it's been, I have to say, this year, in my opinion. Um, but it's it's crazy. The weather is changing. Everything is changing, and it's, it's freaking me out. And speaking of disaster, Kanye West declared himself the biggest rock star on the planet. Oh, he gives me a headache. He ended his performance by repeatedly shouting, I'm the greatest living rock star on the planet. Okay, I have many things to say to that. Let's break it down. Kanye says, I am the greatest, okay, eh, wrong, greatest is wrong, living, mm, I have to call that living, okay, rock, and eh, you're wrong again, Kanye. There's two things wrong with that sentence, star, and eh, Kanye is not a star. There's a third one, and on the planet, I don't know what planet he's living on, so we'll just say that's four. What is wrong with this guy? Seriously, his head, it's okay to have confidence. But this guy's head is past arrogance into arrogant origami. <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. He needs a reality check. Why isn't any, I mean, there's one person, and I'll get to that, that's actually stood up to him. And I'm sure they would have done it in person had they had a chance to. Um, but knowing the coward that he is, that would never happen. But someone that gets close to him on a stage with him or in the same building of him, needs to say, you are horrible. I mean, anyone who has auto-tune in their hands, he goes to a live show such as the VMAs, the, the AMAs, and he can't sing. He can't sing. He has an auto-tune microphone in his hand. We can all do that. Every one of us can get up there and sing yodel, yodel, yodel and sound beautiful with that autotune microphone. He's, even he sounds, he's so bad his autotune sounds horrible. So this is what people are saying. I mean, Twitter blew up, insanely blew up. Now, some people are saying this on Twitter. Stop the press. Self-proclaimed biggest rock star on the planet has a robot voice and presses buttons for sound effect. <laughs> Emma Thurston said that on Twitter. Good job. That's what I'm saying, girl. Another one says, still can't believe I got to see the greatest rock star in the world, unquote on TV, and not an instrument in sight. <laughs> yes, sarcasm is hashtag Dixie. Kanye really did, took that world's greatest rock star mug he got on Father's Day to heart, didn't he? <laughs> Tom Jameson says that. Liz Buckley says, I am worried Kanye announcing he's the greatest living rock star. Sounds like he's just mother three others backstage with a pillow. <laughs> but a boom, but a head. Now, Matt says, and this one is my favorite, so then he said, I'm the greatest living rock star on the planet. Hashtag Kanye, hashtag fan, false alarm. Ha! 
So the one that actually has said stuff is Corey Taylor. Now, I'm going to post this on Facebook after the show. Corey Taylor, if you don't know who he is, I absolutely love him. He's one of my favorite lead singers in the world. He is the lead singer of Slipknot. And he had a lot to say. He was not happy with Kanye. And he made his own special statement. I will post that after the show. He was great. He was getting so mad he was hitting himself with his hand. You know, he was like, knock it off, Kanye. Yeah, I bet he wishes that was his face. But why why are people that are even, like, say, per se, Kanye's wife or Kanye's mother, someone, I mean, if it was my kid acting that way, I'd be like, okay, you've got to take it down a notch. <laughs> Seriously. I, I've never known any person, I'm not going to say star because he's not one, any, anyone in the media or anyone on television or doing music or whatever it is that he does, whatever you want to call it, trash, crap, whatever, have equal amounts of fans with equal numbers. I don't care if you are not famous or if you are famous, or anything in between. Everyone has haters. It's just the way the world works. Okay, fine. But I've never seen the haters and the not haters amount to the same. You always have like 25% or less of haters. You have your fan base, which is the rest of that percentage, that's always going to have your back, that's always sees the best in you. He doesn't have that. He has a 50%, and a lot of those people are back up <laughs> with uh, Kim Kardashian and her family. you got to add that. That's about 30% of his average. So the other 20% are Kanye fans for whatever reason, and, and I don't understand how he has any fans. He's terrible. And have you seen this guy, quote, unquote, sing on stage? It's scary. It's he, like, gets down. He just thinks he's amazing. Someone really needs to do something about this. I mean, I just want to fly out to Kanye right now, and I want to do something about it. I will post the, the video of Corey Taylor. Now, E.L. James is the writer of Fifty Shades of Grey. We all pretty much have heard of her if we haven't read him. But she held a Q&A on Twitter, and it didn't go as planned. It was hashtag Ask E.L. James. What's your favorite... Sh- so that was what they did. And all these people on Twitter chimed in. It was not pretty. Hashtag Ask E.L. James, what's your favorite shade of out of the 50? Is there a chance that more shades will be added? Yes, it's sarcasm. Another one says, how on earth did Anna manage to graduate from a university in the 21st century without an email address or a laptop? Good question. I wondered that myself. Ask E.L. James, is there a safe word we can use to get you to stop writing such drivel? <laughs> Amanda. Another one says, which do you hate more, women or the English language? Oh, ouch, Ian Robinson. Another one says, do you ever feel guilty that you made so much money from romanticizing sexual abuse and selling it as erotica romance? Oof, Margarita Atwood. We all have our opinions. And some people are like, oh, that's cheesy. I'm, I'm an honest person, and I'm also a fair person, and I'm also hardcore. That woman doesn't know how to write, and she will even and she admitted it. This is my this is her first novel. She's always wanted to write a novel. She always wanted to write erotica. Now she had written, but never had anything like published. 
published. So you got to give the girl a little bit of credit. Even though she doesn't know how to write, she can she knows how to tell a story. Because for me, I, it's, I love to read, but it has to be, it has to catch me. Like, I can't do the slow, the slow books that were like some of, um, what's his name? Stephen King's books. Uh, sometimes the first couple chapters are really slow, and, and he's my favorite author, and I sometimes can't get into it. But she had you right from the beginning into character. Boom, here we are. We're into this. There's is Anastasia. This is, you know, she talked about each character and pretty much in depth, especially the main characters. And I felt she did a good job with that. People are going to criticize. That's just what they do. But I think that she was uneducated. Um, and it seems like each book that went along, she got a little bit better. I think, I don't think she, she didn't understand that aspect of it. But I can see why they're saying some of the things that they do. I'm also going to say that what's abuse to one person can be enjoyable to another. Now, if you look up the word abuse, it's hurting someone unwillingly, not in those words. Those are my words. If consensual, is not abuse. I mean, people have different fantasies. People have different likes, things that turn them on, things that don't turn them on. If it doesn't turn you on, it's obviously abuse. But if it is, then it's your fantasy coming to life. It's not abuse. And some people say the ones that don't don't like that kind of thing are going to be the first to say, why was Christian abusive in the book? You know, why did you allow this character to be so abusive? And he was, you know, they're going to condescend that. So other people were saying, why is it okay for Christian to stalk threaten and manipulate Anna because he's hot or is it because he's rich? And I say both. I'm just saying. And another one says, can you confirm that you'll be writing the story of Ramsey Bolton from his perspective, showing he just misunderstood? Another one says, did you see the abusive relationship of Bella and Edward and think, hmm, he needs more abuse? Another person says, after the success of Gray, have you considered retelling the story from the perspective of someone who can write? And like I said, she was not a writer. She should have had someone to help her interpret. But then again, she wouldn't be making as much money as she is. And obviously it's doing good because it's one of the most sold, it's the highest sold erotica book there is. And this one says, I need advice on making a big romantic gesture. Should I put a GPS tracker on her phone or make threats to stress leave? <laughs> Bump it Are you going to answer any of these questions or do you need Stephanie Meyer to do a t- Twitter chat first? Ouch. She was the one that uh, produced the movie. Another one says, so what's your favorite moment in Twilight when Bella meets Edward or when Stephanie Meyer sent you a cease and desist? Oh. Another one, will you be rewriting the book from Stephanie Meyer's point of view next time? Oh. Ah. Another one, what's the minimum distance you have to stay away from Stephanie Meyer at all times? (laughs) Oh, burn, guys. Another one says, are you going to take a cold bath later to recover from being so thoroughly burned on Twitter today? Oh, you guys are so evil. Another one, do, you, do all these negative tweets send you that we sent you seem abusive to you? I think it's romantic enough to be turned into a novel. Another one says, are you getting tendonitis from having to hit block so often? Ouch. Hi, Sandy. Another one says, I'd rather ask E.L. James 
publicist why they thought this was going to be a good idea. Jenny Trapp. Another, whoever plans to ask E.L. James Tag has obviously never, ever met Twitter. And speaking of dominating, okay, a virtual reality threesomes have come, and you can download them now. Well, they've got some virtual reality robot hand jobs. You know that they already have that. And our lifelike sex dolls, we've talked about that on the show, getting rigged with artificial intelligence so we can have conversation in between, you know, keeping it real. And now we can experience pornography on a virtual reality headset from the perspective of the porn star. It's the climax of America's virtual reality dream. Naughty America just released its first naughty scene that can be streamed from Headsets like the Oculus Rift and the Samsung Gear VR. The technology allows you to participate in a menage trois as either a man or a woman, while porn stars Nikki Benz and Jacqueline Taylor get a rise out of you. <laughs> no pun intended. So Huffington Post actually had their, one of their reporters, David Moy, become a virtual porn star for a whole day. Now, my computer have been acting up, both of them, so I couldn't actually watch. I wanted to see to be able to explain this to you better. But it was, it's like you see your body and then you see them. So like it's as you're looking at your own body. So Manoy says, why the technology is groundbreaking and the porn is immersive? It's plenty of shortcomings. For one, you don't have full movement of your head or body, so you can only turn it left to right. And he said it was weird because it was a POV. It was not used to, he said, I wasn't used to having a vagina. But they also had a male version of my body. hasn't looked that ripped or tattooed well ever. So once we can engage in a conversation with the stars, walk around the room, get a closer look at the fireplace, America will have done everything we expected them to do with virtual reality. To be sure, though, we're inching closer and closer to the fully immersive form we hold so dearly in this country. Now, they're saying that our customers want to get close to the reality as they can get without really getting in the way. Naughty America CEO Andreas said that on a press release, so the male and the female scenes are available for free over Naughty America, and the company plans to release more in the upcoming weeks. Eventually, and I don't know when, the VR scenes will cost you a subscription at Naughty America, which is only $8 per month. That's not bad for a year-long commitment. So you pay 8 12 times 8, and there's your, that's the yearly, you pay it all at once, so not too bad. Oh, you're on mobile. Oh, cool. So a lot of people have a hard time on the mobile version. I don't know if you can hear me. So speaking of action, Action Park built a 2,000-foot-long water slide and it's located in Vernon, New Jersey. And the water park has built a 2,000-foot-long water slide consisting of the same plastic used to create inflatable bounce houses. Now, once the slide opens, which may not be until next summer, it will take between 60 to 90 seconds to ride from start to finish. Depending on the rider, and it will require 1,000 gallons of water an hour to operate. Action Park, known for its ridiculous and sometimes deadly rides, shut stores in 96. Well, it was later sold and rebranded as Mountain Creek. The park reopened last summer under its original name with its original owners. So Facebook's small new update is actually pretty huge. One second. Button in here. It's hot. It's 
hot and humid and dry. Okay. Facebook updates. Okay, today they announced this. That it changed to its news feed again, and I know that you guys hate that, but instead of passively following the glut of content selected by the site's algorithms, now users can pick a few dozen friends and pages to put, you know, in their priority section, and when it appears, it'll appear at the top of their news feed. In 2014, Facebook was responsible for about a quarter of all traffic across the entire web. That means that almost one-fourth of the time that people came to the website, they came from Facebook.com. And aside from status updates and baby photos, Facebook has become an important source of information and news. Nearly half of Americans with Internet access use Facebook to read news about politics and government. And according to a 2014 new poll that they did, about as many as followed local television. So that's quite a bit. <laughs> many that were following, hitting these links, and on in Facebook, whereas as many as were watching television. So, and the newsfeed is a central hub of Facebook ref, referral service, a hub that's increasingly become the way Americans get information. So, um, KFC, KFC's gotten become it's it's very expensive for a very long time. You know, prices go up, milk goes up, eggs go up, gas goes up, all that goes up. You know, bread goes up when that goes up. Chicken goes up when that goes up. So it's it's all like this big, loving family of increasing prices. Now, KFC has been notorious for upping their prices like really fast, and and McDonald's hasn't done that for a long time, and they recently done. They don't have a dollar menu anymore. Like their French fries, I think, or what was it dollar. 25 or something. So it's like, it's more. But if they did that, it had been a long time. You know, when they had their French fries on the dollar menu, it had been on there for, for a very long time. But KFC is pretty notorious for upping their prices pretty steep. I remember being able to buy a bucket of chicken on special for like twelve ninety nine. And you got two sides and some, and then I went back there and it was almost forty bucks. The last time I went to KFC, well, I didn't, I didn't get it. I called KFC and asked him, "How much is it for this? What would you like?" Well, you know, a bucket of chicken, whatever is in a bucket of chicken. I don't know how many's in there, and a couple biscuits and some mashed potatoes and some coleslaw. Oh, that comes out to be thirty-seven. 18. And with tax, that's 39. I'm like, what? So we did get to. But KFC is going to keep trying to come up with these new things to bring in people. Hong Kong is going to be the first for the pizza chicken wing. Now, the Napoli Crispy Pizza Chicken has hit KFC stores in Hong Kong and nowhere else so far. But because you probably won't be able to taste the mouthwatering creation, given that it's only in Hong Kong, here is how we can describe it to you. It comes in the KFC bucket, and it looks like a chicken wing. But it, to me, it looks a little bit bigger than a chicken wing, but even tasting like one. But there's a little bit of a difference. The difference is the outside is covered in a Marita pizza-flavored covering. What is a margarita pizza-flavored covering? <laughs> I have never heard of that. Sounds delicious. Okay, and for our last topic, guys, uh, 
I saved the the best for last. <laughs> or should I save the rat for last? Oh, there is this video of a rat being pulled from a man's belly button during an exorcism. I had to watch this painful thing so I could tell you about it, and I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I was seriously sitting here, push play, and I didn't think it was going to be this gruesome, and they're chanting, and it's obviously not in this country. And and yes, my hands are covering my face right now, but I hear all this chanting, and they're digging in his belly button just digging in there <laughs> like gross I don't even like my belly button touched I mean I wash it in the shower I wash you know but not even that's enough don't stick your finger don't fist it <laughs> that's what it looked like they were doing it was so gross and so he's reaching and he's grabbing it's like he knew something was in there and he was pinching how does something get in there isn't that closed off somewhere in there I mean did this guy put it in there for a reason is it some kind of ritual cult thing? I don't know. But they stick his thumbs in there, and you can tell it's real. It's definitely not. There's not video effect in there. This is real. And it's it's bloody, and it's gross. I'm going to post it on Facebook. And the ones that are in the show will always know what I'm talking about when I post these things on Facebook, and the other ones will just have to find out when they get there. <laughs> They'll be, they'll be amazingly surprised. They'll be so happy. But the video allegedly comes out of South America and shows the exorcism lying down, why, well, the exorcism E, lying down while a man with a pretty snazzy watch fondles his belly button. And it sounds a bit fetish-like, really, but it's really, really weird. The rat then comes out of his belly button, and they pull down his legs to show you that it's a really, it's a rat. So... That concludes the show. I saved the best for last. You are welcome. Now, I'm so sorry. At the beginning of the show, we had about 10, 15 minutes of issue with technology. It's lovely sometimes. But we are working on things every week. And due to all the illnesses of my children, have been very, very sick with strep throats and tonsillitis and colds and fevers and headaches. And it's been really strange, strange summer it's been illness. You think usually in the summer we have a break from sickness. And then, of course, I have my nine-year-old who thinks she can play in the sun all day and she gets heat strokes. So it's it's been a really, really eventful summer so far. I hope your area is sunny and comfortable, no floods, no tornadoes, no hurricanes, no typhoons. And I'll see you guys next week on the Kalisha Show. Thank you guys for being here, and you have a great weekend. And that's the wrong mouth. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.